0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Investor Lab, the auditory and visual epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. And of course, my name is Goose. And who are you?
1: My name is Gabby.
0: Yay! Gabby's here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hello.
0: Hello, hello. So we are. This is one of our shorter episodes, Gabby.
1: Yeah. Brief chat, quick chat, good chat. Good chat. Good chat.
0: What do we talk about?
1: Opportunity cost.
0: Hmm. Specifically white (laughs) high definition, Gabby's got the giggles. You'll learn a little bit about high definition capacity in the episode. But what we talked about was the the not only the financial implication of opportunity cost and how to start thinking about that, but also the emotional cost and the exponential rate of loss and return that you can gain by taking action and stepping outside your comfort zone. It's huge. It is huge. You know, this is I actually started to get a bit emotional during the recording of this episode whilst we were talking. I was getting a little bit choked up thinking about all of this kind of stuff. And I, I think that if more people can understand the real cost of inaction, I think it will help people to change the way that they show up in the world.
1: Yeah, I think that's why this episode is important is because people don't really assign the actual cost of not just doing one thing over another, but it's like doing one thing over doing nothing. And mm. it's all of that, you know, there is financial costs that comes with not doing anything and there's financial costs i mean there's emotional costs that comes from not doing anything as well so we kind of went into like if you've got these goals that you've got whether they're financial or emotional or spiritual or whatever um if you actually really want it like what is stopping you from taking action now which will in turn limit your ability to capitalize on the potential returns of that so do you actually even want it in the first place? Do you want it enough to every day you're actually making a decision that I'm going to I'm going to act in fear and not do that because I'm just scared. Yeah,
0: yeah. totally. Totally. When we talk about this in depth in this uh, mm-hmm. episode. Uh, I was surprised at how how short it was, considering how impactful that this one is. You know, and one key thing, just to kind of give you an idea to, of what we're going to be talking about and what you're going to about to be listening to, is if you could have your wealth from ten years time, if you could have that today, how different would your life be now? That's something I'm going to think about. But without any further ado, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it because there's so much gold in there. It's mm-hmm. it's sick. It's so sick. Just quickly, if you're enjoying this, please let us know. We love it. We've been getting so much great feedback uh, about this podcast. Uh, people say that it's really helping, all that kind of stuff. We are your friends in this world, and we want to hear from you. So <laughs> send us an email. Send, a, send us an email to hello at dashdot.com.au. That goes to both me and Gabby. So we both get to respond to you and say good day and all of Woo! that kind of stuff. Um, but, of course, if you actually want help to take action, if you want to stop wasting time opportunities, if you want to stop costing your future, and you want to work with us directly, just feel free to book in a call. You can head to dashdot.com.au forward slash discovery, yep. or alternatively, just head to the theinvestorlab.com.au. You can, there's a contact form on the website, on that website, there's heaps of free resources. You can get a copy of my book. There's all kinds of really great stuff for you to interact with and do, not to mention all the past episodes um, that you can dig into as well. So Gabby, without any further ado, Let's get stuck in Oh, one more thing I forgot. Oh, <laughs> what did you forget? Oh, God, I put the brakes on there, didn't wow. I? Wow. We need, we need, we need, <laughs> we desire, we desire, uh, if you have the capacity to do this on Apple podcast app and then subscribe to this podcast, that would really mean a lot. That helps us to crank up the charts and everyone loves a sense of achievement. So that would be <laughs> really wonderful for us. But anyway, without any further ado, let's stop, stop waffling and get stuck into it. Awesome. And as ever, we'll see you on the inside. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Investor Lab, the one place that you can reliably go to make sure that you're going to get entertained and informed. How good is that?
1: You guys are lucky. (laughs) How lucky are you?
0: Gabby, what is going on with you on this? It's overcast day. It's, it's very an o- it's very, pretty grim. We had a bit of a we had a scorcher here on the weekend and then now it's um now it's a, now it's a little it
1: turned very abruptly. I think the people of Bondi have been told off uh for not going to the beach by the weather itself. Totally. <laughs> guys, no more beach. I'm just turning off if the beach.
0: Yeah, if you can't if you can't socially distance, there's gonna be no more sun. That's it. Done. Done.
1: It is known. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What else is happening, Gabby? Well, tell us, tell us, give, us a, give us a little yarn. What are, we, what are we? What's going on? For
1: those of you playing at home via the video, <laughs> and not
0: just the podcast,
1: we've got a new webcam, so you can see my face in super high def, just for fun. Because this is this is.
0: And you've got a new this, backdrop as well. Got a
1: new backdrop. I used to have a giant mirror behind my head.
0: You still do, but I it's now do. behind a curtain.
1: There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets all revealed.
0: Awesome, and y- you know what? And the webcam, though. I mean, I haven't got a web. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm webcam. You're working up to I'm it. I'm working. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> I haven't flexed those muscles yet. Uh, I don't think anyone needs any more definition around there. I am usually a little boisterous enough. But the very, the very deaf. But for those for those who are playing at home, we are actually going to be actively. Um, Embarking on a YouTube adventure, we are. so you know, in we the get uh,
1: more deaf of the face,
0: yeah, super deaf, extra deaf. We're, we're going to have like little home studio set up. We're going to be, we're basically, we're we're going to be influencers, Gabby. I think.
1: Oh, not sure I'm ready for that. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right, we'll we'll turn, we'll turn down the influencer, <laughs> we'll tone down the influencer chat a little bit. But what are we talking about today?
1: We are talking about opportunity
0: cost. Yes, we are. I reckon this is one of the biggest reasons that most people don't achieve what they want in life. And I think it's one of the biggest mistakes that investors, pretty much anyone, but we're talking about property investors, of course, the nature of the podcast. I think it's one of the biggest mistakes that they can make. I think there's a huge amount of uncalculated opportunity cost um, that, that resides in the in the comforting bosom of inaction where people just can choose to do nothing and they just don't actually realize what it's costing them much in the same way that, um, it might be nice to eat pizzas every single night of the week, but there's probably going to be a cost to that. Uh, and so I think sometimes we can see the cost a little more clearly, you know, and, um, and sometimes we, we can't and don't and won't, and we choose to avoid them, but really just because, just because you ignore something doesn't make it untrue. Hmm. Mm.
1: So, what do you mean by it's? It's probably the biggest risk for people.
0: Well, I think so. When we're thinking about opportunity cost, um, I, I think a lot of people kind of talk about it. They might say those words mm. "opportunity cost," but I don't think they really understand what it means. You know, there's two. There's two major costs with opportunity cost. There's financial, and then there's emotional. They're the kind of big. They're the kind of big headlines, and there's everything kind of falls within those two key categories and for a lot of people who you know want to wait and sit on the sidelines there's there's a huge very real financial cost to doing nothing so essentially and the way that I like to think about it is with that and we'll we'll dig into we'll talk about some numbers I guess in a minute but like the financial implication of opportunity cost is essentially your financial trade-off to sit on the couch and do nothing and so if you think about it like that You've got to then weigh out what is the value of the time that you're spending and is it actually doing the right stuff to get you to where you want to go. Does that, is that too um, Is that too ambiguous?
1: <laughs> no, I think it's good. I think it's um because it's also it's not just about like doing nothing. People might think like is it a yes or is it a no and mm. what is the cost of that? But it's also by choosing the no, like that is a choice, like it's an yep. action. So it, that has a cost. It has a benefit as well but it has a cost that needs to be considered when you're considering all of your options and what strategy you should follow.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, let's just put some real framework around it so we've got something some, some to talk about. Okay, so if, if let's just use the example of a property investor um, and if, and let's just use the example of a $500,000 property, for example. Yep. Okay. Now, if we also then uh, make an assumption using the 30-year average housing growth rate of 6.8% as our benchmark for, for growth, mm-hmm. Then, what we can easily say is that on a $500,000 property, if you, you know, in in one year at 6.8% growth, you'll make a $34,000 capital gain. Now, said another way, if you don't go and buy that property, if you choose to wait another year, if you choose to just, you know, think about it a little longer, there's a real actual cost. To that a real financial cost because you can't just make that up later there's we'll go into like the compounding exponential rate of um of decline in a minute but you know if you think about it from this perspective for every month that you wait so if we say $34,000 gain on a $500,000 property over 12 months growing at 6.8 percent so 34000 divided by 12 is a real cost of $2,833 a month
1: mm.
0: which is usually a lot more than people will be saving
1: yeah for sure yep yeah. Yeah, which I guess that's that's what people tend to think, right, when they want to wait or particularly in this environment, right, people aren't really sure and there's so much going on. So people just go, I'm going to wait until, you know, things settle down. And yeah, yeah when, when really there's, there's things that they can do now. And like you said, 2,800 a month in potential
0: gain, Get ninety three dollars a day. Ninety three dollars yeah. a day. Like now, so so here's the way. Here's the way to think about it. Now you might not be able to take action, and maybe you can't buy a five hundred thousand dollar property. Maybe you can only buy a two hundred thousand dollar property. Maybe you can't buy any property. You know, there's a whole bunch of different circumstances surrounding this. But the point is not to you know ha- harass and harangue people to go and buy a property. It's to is to open up the idea to really start thinking about the real cost of the opportunity. So, if you took that example, let's just say you had $100,000 and you and that was enough capital for you to go and buy a $500,000 property and you decided not to. Let's just say for whatever reason you decided not to. Mm-hmm. I don't think 2020 is the year for me. Yep. Maybe I'll wait until next year. Uh you know, I'll, you know, maybe we should think about this a little bit more um, with you know and just like putting all that kind of stuff aside. So then that would be $34,000 of lost capital gain that you don't get, which would actually equate to $93 a day. So the cost of the choice is you saying... I am prepared to pay $93 and 15 cents per day to do nothing. That is the cost of that choice. So when you actually frame it like that, would you pay to do nothing? Most people say they don't want to pay because they're worried about what they might not get in the future. But if you flip it back around the other way and say, Well, what am I paying to not have right now? Yep. That is a hugely different way to think about it. I mean, I've got a gym membership and it costs me like $90 a month. I, I you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I, I think about that. I'm like, okay, it's $90 a month. It's coming down foot, not $93.15 a day, mm. you know, and I think, and if somebody said to me, you know, for, for, a, lot, for a lot of people, that's a significant portion of their, of their daily wage, you know, $93 of cost. If you said to someone, would you pay $93 to not do anything? I don't think there would be many people that would take up that deal
1: do you no probably not
0: (laughs) so the the other side of it is it's not just um it's not just that um that kind of rate of return but it also kind of delays everything else as well so let's just say let's just run down this example and there's also there's the compounded losses over time and then Mm -hmm. there's the uh compounded losses of not being able to transfer that capital into new opportunities later so Let's talk about that. If we just took a snapshot and said, okay, a $500,000 property, 6.8% growth over a 12-month period of time, $34,000 in growth, right? Yep. However if that property then became $534,000, and then the very next year, you went and bought a $500,000 property, and then we were comparing those two side by side, mm-hmm. one of them is now worth five hundred and thirty-four, dollars and one of them is only worth $500,000 because that's what you've gone and bought, The compounding, e- the exponential compound on that, because you're going to be compounding a higher dollar value amount, is actually going to increase. So, the loss actually gets bigger over time. Now, yeah. If we look at a 6.8% capital growth rate on a $500,000 property, we're looking at $34,000 in the first year, $70,000 in the second year. When we get to the 10th year, it's $465,345, you know, so... Most people who dilly-dally around and don't take action are actually costing themselves hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's not just in the bringing it back all the way down to a scale of one day and going, oh, it's costing me 93 bucks a day to do nothing. It's what is that costing my future self? What is that costing future me? And how much would I pay to have that now? And how fast can I bring that forward? Does that kind of make sense?
1: Totally. And then if you applied that, if you thought about whatever your long-term timeline is, let's say 20 years, yeah. If you actually calculated that out, modeled that out, and then divided that by the amount of days and then applied that as a daily cost, that would be phenomenal.
0: Oh, it's insane, right? So yeah. an- another, another way to think about it. So we'll try and position this in a few different ways to give people the, enough mental models for it to apply to different ways of thinking. If you had a goal to buy 10 properties over 10 years and you could choose to buy one property in the first year and nine in the 10th year or... 10 in the first year and none in the 10th year, just by 10 in the first year, what do you think would give you a better return?
1: More earlier.
0: Yeah, more earlier. Now, this is not me saying that you should rush into things and make hasty decisions or anything like that. But the reality is, as sooner the sooner that you can get your money to start working for you, the sooner you're going to get those returns. So if you're looking and any time you want to extend that timeline out you're going to extend out the benefit by an exponential by an exponential volume you know another way to think about it would be you know if i was to buy a $300,000 house versus buying a $300,000 if i was to buy a $300,000 house today versus a $300,000 house 10 years ago would i be better off now i damn damn sure i would be damn sure i would be
1: yeah yeah so i think we kind of wanted to touch on this because I, th- I think the concept to people of like, I'm going to buy X amount of properties mm. for w- whatever reason, they've got their personal reasons for that, you yep. know, that metric that they want to hit. Um, and it's easy enough to kind of go, look, I'm going to buy X every X years and then yeah. I'm going to be free. <laughs> yep. Um, And it's quite easy to wrap your head around that. So people go like, no, nah, that's what I'm going to do. And that's just how it works. And, you know and it's not just in property right this is the same this is the same with any kind of investment any kind of decision in life i think has this similar kind of cadence um, but it, we're kind of talking about this to show that like if you actually just think about it a little bit more and don't get caught in the emotion of like oh well that feels right it feels like a good cadence and it feels like the way you're meant to do it and actually go okay what's the unemotional best strategy right now mm. If I can do more now and the only thing that's stopping me from doing that is fear, like the, the rest of the mechanics of my current situation mean that I can do that and the opportunity cost is arising simply because I, 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 I feel uncomfortable or I feel like yeah. that's not what you're meant to do. You're meant to just be steady and just keep going. But what we're kind of talking about here is if you can kind of shorten that to be shorter at the start, then it's going to pay off down the track. So it's not even just about the day-to-day opportunity costs now. It's about, the, as you were saying, the massive returns that you're missing out on over the long term from compounding and all of that.
0: Totally, you touched on a really good point there. It's um, it's about fear, right, and about stepping outside your comfort zone. Because I, I don't, I, I don't really know many people who are proud of uh, not being decisive and are proud to be scared to take action. I don't really know many people. I know a lot of people who are scared to take action. I know people, a lot of people, myself included, who faced up to uncomfortable and challenging situations and being too scared to take action. And I know in within myself when I've had those situations and I've looked back on them, I've felt. You know i have felt a little down i'm like why didn't i just do it it would have been awesome you know I, i'm thinking of one example right now you know i you know for me you know i get a little scared of heights or I, i'm pretty less scared of them now but I, when i was younger you know i'd go we'd go I, you know i was in boy scouts right scouts yep. and we go abseiling so we get up to the top of this big cliff or whatever and i would just be absolutely terrified like i would be mm-hmm. absolutely like beside myself with terror and um and it was so funny because all of the other guys that'll be going down they'll be having a great time and i'd be it literally took me hours the first time i did it it took me um it took me three hours to get up the courage to actually start taking the 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 move over the edge and then it took it was a 30 meter cliff and it took me one hour to descend a 30 meter cliff one hour in the meantime everyone else is ooh, a few sirens going on in the meantime everyone else is you know had multiple multiple goes their skills are improving some of them Moving on to more advanced stuff, and I'm basically crying my way down the first one. Now, after I got through that, it became a lot easier, and I got to and I went and did more and more and more, and it was great. But it took me so long. Basically, it took me the whole day just to do one, and everybody else had done maybe ten or twelve different uh, different ab sales. So, the same kind of thing applies. Now, what we also what you also kind of touched on there was not just the that kind of like emotional implication of not taking action, but also trying to step outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And also the, also you talked about uh, the future pacing of opportunity costs, because what we established is if there is a compound rate of financial return, there is also the opportunity cost of what can be done with that return. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not just about going, oh, well, if I buy a $500,000 property today, and eh, I'll have 34 grand more in 12 months. Yep. You know, and 70 grand in 2 years. You might go, well that's cool. I mean, what's 70 grand going to do over the over the over the course of my whole life? I'll I'll deal with it. It's a to drop in the pond or whatever the case may be. However, if you took that 70 grand and then applied that to creating another opportunity, then that would create a, n- a new opportunity, and, th- and then the same thing would happen again, and the same thing would happen again, and then you start to create exponential uh, impact. Mm, it's and almost fractal. It's very fractal. It's very <laughs> fractal. Very fractal. Fractal economics. So it's not. It's not even just a linear thing because a lot of yeah. people might. A lot of people might go, "Ah, it's cool. Like I know it might cost me like you know fifty grand or something like that, but ah, I'm cool with that." It's like fifty grand now versus fifty grand in the future are two very very different things. Totally. Yeah. So the other thing I think that a lot of people don't think about is, is, and we kind of just started straying into that territory, what is the emotional implication of it? Now, I don't know of many investors who invest just because they're bored. Most, most property investors are investing because they want a better life. Yeah. You know, they want more time, they want more money, they want more freedom, they want all that kind of good stuff that comes with creating more financial affluence, you know, and that's why we use real estate as a vehicle to achieve those kind of financial goals. So then you got to think about, well, why do I even want to do that? Like, why is that important? Why is it important for me to achieve those kind of financial goals? And then when you just start straying down that territory, so you know, f- for me, you know, I-, I want us to have a fantastic life, you know, like for, for some people it, it it could be, I want to send my kids to a better school, I want to have more impact, I want to, I wanna create, I wanna be an example in my community. I want the other people in my family to look up to me and say, look, they went and achieved something. Yeah, you've got all these kind of things that go. And so once you actually start thinking about that, like why actually even is it important? for me to achieve greater levels of prosperity. Because if it's not important, don't do it. But if it is important, then why are you delaying that?
1: Mm, why are you delaying that?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, big, it's a big thing, right? Because if you, say, if you said to yourself, and I'm, I'm very interested in your perspective on this, Gabby. If you said to yourself, all right, cool. I'm going to start investing. And the reason I'm going to start investing is because I want to take care of my mum because she's getting older and so i want to make sure that i've created enough of a financial cushion to, to look after my mum because she looked after me and i love her and she's so important to me fantastic all right so all right so mum we'll write mum down on a bit of paper We've got mum why else well you know i don't i don't want to have to work forever well why why not what's wrong with work well maybe i want to travel more i've got a desire to see the world we only have one life we only have one opportunity to have experience i i really want some more time to write a book and you know what I really feel like there's a deeper part of me that is destined to help other people. I'm not quite sure what that looks like yet, but I just know that if I had the the resources, the time and the money and all of that kind of stuff, I, I know that I'd be able to do something big. I know I'd be able to change somebody else's life. And I want to have some kids as well. And I want to be able to send those kids to a great school. I don't want them to have to, like, I don't want to spoil them, but I want, to, I want them to get good, good education. I want to do all that kind of stuff. Now, once you've kind of tied yourself to that emotional, emotional position, which I think everyone, everyone if you really think about it for a second, like why are you even doing this? Then ask yourself, is it even fair for you to kick that can down the road?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's super interesting, right, because it's the, you know, it's almost the, it's the death by a thousand cuts analogy where with that analogy it's that the worst kind of death you can have is by like t- all the tiny little slices that eventually bleed you out. They're not the big like chop chop the arm off of that kind of thing but it's so it's with that it's like all the, the little times that you waste or all the little dollars that you waste. You hear it talk about a lot in um budgeting and things. So it's death by a thousand cuts in terms of all the little minor decisions that you make where you could have stepped into the person that you want to be so you know it's like every day that you go oh I'll, I'll do it tomorrow or every day that you think oh i'm just i'm just not that i'm not that person yet or i'm like oh that's that's the next month or that's the next year or like no there's there's some other stuff happening at the moment i'm just gonna like kick that down the kick that down the road like you said it's it's all of that it's the reverse of that compounding effect mm. and it's like the sooner that you can actually address that the sooner you'll actually get to those goals that you say that you want but your actions don't actually indicate that you do want that right because every time you make a decision that goes in the opposite direction you're delaying that and delaying the magnification of that cuz you might think like okay i i've got this plan i'm going to reach all of my goals in 5 years but Actually, if you kind of like, if you delay, think about every decision along that way. If your like linear path means that you're going to get there in five years, if you every second decision you make is actually against that decision, then you're not just doubling that timeline. You're probably—I don't—I don't know the exponential math, but it, it would be way blowing it out because it's all compounding. It's not purely linear, but it's still just. Every day thinking about those decisions of I've got this plan and I'm saying that I want to do all these things for all of these reasons but every day I'm making decisions that are rooted in fear and rooted in an older version of myself that I don't really want to be anymore. Yeah, it's perfect. That went a bit. That went a no. That, that was, was perfect. A bit that was great. Level. That
0: was awesome. That was awesome. Because if you <laughs> think now, a lot of people have got ten year goals. If you think now, what if you had the wealth today that you could have in ten years time? What would that do? What yeah. would that change? Now, you know, the biggest, the biggest um, cause of problems in relationships, or the biggest reason for fights, and marriage breakdowns, and relationship breakdowns, and money. Right? We all know that. Yep. We all know that intrinsically, and it's not necessarily just fighting about right. Oh, well, you bought a dress and I want to buy a motorbike or whatever. It's normally maybe it's stress. It's stress-related. And this comes through in uh, non-linear ways as well. You know, when you don't have enough money, when you feel like you're stressed out, when you feel like you're fighting and not achieving anything, when you lack the confidence and you start to undermine your, your own sense of self-worth because you know that you're not achieving everything you can achieve, that is what corrodes a relationship. It's not just money. It's all of the other crap that goes with feeling like you're not achieving enough. Yeah. So. If you can have the wealth in 10 years, if you could if, if you could have your, your wealth goal in 10 years, and if you could have that today, what would that change for you? What would that, how would that change your life? What would you do differently? Now, in today's day and age, maybe you can't travel the world right now, but what would you do differently? How would your life be different if you had your wealth in 10 years time, if you had it today, what would change? Then, imagine if you'd been able to, if you'd been cognizant enough, if you had had the awareness, if you had had the courage, if you had had the, the action bias to take those actions that you're taking today 10 years ago, how would your life be different now and how would your life be different in 10 years from now? And it's huge. I mean, God, I remember when I was i I remember when I was 18 years old and my brother was talking about houses mm. uh, and he was like, oh, you can't go wrong with bricks and mortar and all of these kind of things. Um, you know, so uh, you know, kind of, kind of phrases. And I was thinking, dude, what are you on about? Like, why would I want to buy a house? Like, why would I want to buy a house? Like, I'm going to party. What's going on? You spend all your money on that. It's going to be stuck. You can't spend it. I was like, now I'm like, oh my god. Imagine, just imagine how my life would be different. I'd, I'd be, I'd be enraptured. And this is the kind of thing. And now you don't need to imagine it because you can actually start to do it now. And now the actual cost of opportunity is the thing that people don't really calculate. There's the real deep psychological cost. There's the being stuck in your job. There is the, you know, the failing relationships or potentially better relationships if you do take action. All of that kind of stuff. Now. This is not to change the fact that there are limitations on how you can, say, invest in property. Maybe you don't have any cash. Maybe you got no. Maybe you got none. Maybe you got zero cash. But that doesn't mean that you can't start taking action now. You know, and the only everything that we want in life is completely available to any of us at any point in time, as long as we're prepared to step outside of our comfort zone, and as long as we're prepared to stay on the court, stay the course. Just because you decide I want ten million dollars and I'm prepared to step outside my comfort zone doesn't mean you're going to get ten million dollars. But if you are prepared to continuously push yourself outside your comfort zone, assess risks, take action, course correct, pick yourself up after failures and keep going, you will get to where you want to go 10, 20, 100 times faster than everybody else.
1: Yeah, I was just remembering a um I can't remember who said it. I think it was Dean Graziosi, but it was um basically to I mean we're talking about wealth and property at the moment, so it's, you know, get get property and get your wealth underway as soon as possible so that so like in like a short amount of time as possible so that you can get that just out of the way and you don't have to worry about that anymore and mm-hmm. then you can live your life however you want to live it and and live out your passion and your values and not have to worry about the wealth. And I think like people see us like we we work quite a lot. We're quite passionate in what we do mm-hmm. um, and, you know, it's part of our makeup to just kind of keep going. But part of that is because we understand the opportunity costs of what we're doing we understand that if we put in the work now that's the start like that's the base of that compounding interest right and it's the base of like getting everything set up now so that you know hopefully things are like packed away in a couple of years and then you can we can just go and do things and not have to worry about money and i think that's it's ultimately what everyone wants and i think you know just to flag that we you might see people who work all the time and just think that they're kind of Crazy or workaholics for the sake of it, or whatever, but like we're trying to put this lens over, get it done as soon as possible so that you can do other things that you know might require money, but you don't have to worry about money anymore. Yep, so I think with that, that's the opportunity cost. I think that's how we're kind of applying it
0: totally. And taking action doesn't guarantee success either, no. Like taking action does not guarantee success. And I think that's one of the big things. There are a lot of reasons that people sit on the sidelines is because they're scared of failure. They're scared of making a mistake. But I can absolutely guarantee, you know, no one can guarantee success, but I can absolutely guarantee that by doing nothing, you will achieve failure or you'll achieve success at doing nothing. One of my favorite and most impactful quotes, and I I don't know where this originated from, you know, it's maybe from Keith Cunningham, might be from Tony. I'm not actually sure where it originally came from. Um, but the quote is, hell on earth would be to meet the man that you could have been. Now, change that from man or woman right? whatever the case may be, but hell on earth would be to meet the person that you could have been. And I think that that is so insanely, you know, it's, it's hardcore. When you, think, when you think about that, imagine, imagine, getting, <laughs> imagine getting to 60, 70 years old and then coming across you in the street and meeting the person that you could have been. I want to meet uh, that. That's terrifying. It's terrifying, right? <laughs> i want to, I want to be able to meet that person and stare him in the eye and say and say, "You know, I am you mm-hmm. and that and, that, and that, that
1: fair play, fair play. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, totally. And so I, I think that that's where I think people need to start pushing themselves out of their comfort zone. It needs to get emotional. It needs to get raw. It needs to get real. You know, action, stepping outside of your comfort zone never comes from a, complac- a place of complacency because humans, by nature, have a propensity to want to seek out comfort. You know, most people wouldn't like to have a freezing cold shower because it's uncomfortable, not because the water is dangerous, not because anything bad is going to happen. It's just because it's uncomfortable. Most people would scream, ah, it's cold, and they'll jump out. People don't seek out discomfort, but everything you seek in life is on the other side of that. So we've talked about the actual financial cost. And we went really went deep into the emotional cost, which I think is is one of the harder things to, to calculate. Now, and again, not everyone has the ability, the financial capacity to um, say, go and invest in property right now. But the other thing that I would say is that you, everyone has a decision, everyone has the capacity to take action in some way. Take action on changing your habits, take action on you know, you know, crafting whatever pathway you need to get to where you want to go. And, you know, what we do, what we do is designed to help people to do that much faster. Mm-hmm. You know, our whole business was built around not, not some innate desire to start some real estate company, but it was because we knew that if we could help people, we could help people to achieve more in a shorter period of time. Yeah. So... Um, I think that's probably like the overarching message that I want to leave here. It's not to it's not to pitch ours as a business, but you know the reality is if you're struggling to make those decisions, if you're struggling with the time required to do the work to avoid failure and to find greater levels of success, you've got a couple of options. You really only got two options: you can either go it alone, or you can seek out some help. Now, there are different ways you can seek help from us. You can head to theinvestorlab.com.au and you can access. The, the 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 cadre of uh, free resources and tools and guides and go and have a crack or if you want some professional help then you can just come and speak to us directly and we'd be more than happy to to you know provide some advice and to decide help you understand what the best next step is is it even the right time to get started because you know sometimes it's not sometimes it's not to get started on buying a property but you might be able to do something else to get ready you know, and this is all. This is the thing. It's a it's a long journey, and and as you, you as you kind of spoke about earlier, it, there's an exponential rate of return. Mm. You know, if you're in business, you don't start a ten million dollar company in the first year, right? The, the ten year, and that the ten million dollar company probably doesn't even come in the tenth year you know because of the exponential rate of return depending on the on the growth rate of anything will completely change that but what you might find is that if you have a 1 million dollar business in the first year it could be a 10 billion dollar business by the 20th year as long as you can take action and start to start to move that flywheel because that's really what it's all about is it's about starting the the action of turning that flywheel and building up the momentum that you need and once that momentum starts to go it only takes a a little swoop in the hand to keep that thing rolling around so mm awesome awesome all right guys short impactful powerful good episode (laughs) Gabby yeah Um, if you need anything from us then just head to theinvestorlab.com.au reach out let us know and in the meantime we look forward to seeing you on the next episode